Welcome to Scalers and Success, a podcast for dental hygiene students and RDHs to not only survive the demanding profession of dental hygiene, but thrive in it. I'm an ortho RDH, former dental hygiene teacher, and self-development enthusiast that's giving you every tool you need to not only grow as a clinician, but as a person as well. Thanks for joining me. Let's get into the show. Hello and welcome to the third episode of Scalers and Success. I'm Kirsten and sorry if my voice sounds crazy. I have a little bit of a cold. So yeah, and I'm doing this in my basement early in the morning so no one hears me. But I'm happy to be here with you guys and I'm excited to talk about how movement can extend your career as an RDH, help you through school, and give you overall wellness as one of the pillars that we need for wellness. So I'm going to do a blend of um, Western ideology, I guess, and Eastern. Throughout the past decade, I'd say that I've kind of adapted practices from both. So I find like with our Western culture, we're very into stats and we're very into facts and um, fixes and want to do things where in the Eastern culture, it's more about being. And there's a lot of different practices that they do that honestly work really well. And I have found that have worked really well for me. So if you're not uh, familiar with them, just hang on and I'll talk about them some more, and if you give them a chance, maybe you'll be surprised just how well they work for you, but uh, yeah, I'm going to do a blend, because here in the Western culture, especially being in the um, healthcare field, we like everything to do with statistics, and we like everything to do with um, how to fix things, and then there's also something to be said about being and how to do things holistic ways as well. So doctors recommend that we move for an hour a day and studies show that less than 5% of people do some form of cardio for half an hour a day, which is not our fault if that is you right now and you're not able to move more than say a couple minutes every day. We go from our bed to we rush out the door to we go to class where we sit or we go to our clinic where we sit or we go to our job, um, and we're up and down all day. I mean, we do stand for routes and stuff like that, but it's not the same. And then we go to, um, back to our car and we go home, we make dinner and then we plop on the couch because we're so exhausted and it doesn't leave a lot of time for movement, but 48% of premature death and disease in women is, um, due to, uh, stagnant lifestyle. So that is from a holistic doctor. His name is Dr. Pedram Shanjai, and he um, was once a monk and now practices holistic medicine. And uh, he has wrote, wrote a few books, and I really like uh, his way of thinking and his holistic ways of extending your life and just creating a better life. So I'm going to talk about him a little bit throughout this. So... The key to finding ways to move is we don't want to set up something that's super overwhelming. So we want to find pockets of time throughout the day. And we want to just create small little 
areas of time that we can set aside to move that aren't going to be overwhelming. It's not going to feel like another chore because there's already so much to do. We don't need any more chores. Um, And then that's how it's going to be successful long term. So I'm going to talk about why we need to move and then I'm going to go into how to get this into our day. So like I said, we they recommend that we move for an hour every day but we know that we're not and it's not our fault so not moving though it will lead to you being more stressed more tired and less energized so like i said in the eastern culture specifically in um chinese medicine they talk about um qi which is another word for energy and you can be either chi deficient, which means you don't have enough energy, or you can be chi stagnant. And that means your energy is stuck. And say you are doing crazy workouts like in my spin class story from last week, and you are burnt out, and you are not sleeping, and you're not eating well, that's what they would consider being chi deficient so you don't have enough energy you know when back then I was anemic I wasn't eating proper food so I wasn't getting the iron I needed um I was super stressed I wasn't um I was moving in a way that wasn't nurturing to my body so in the eastern culture you could say that I was chi deficient but then there's also chi stagnant and that's if you're not moving enough because you know how they say those things in motion stay in motion if you're not moving enough you know when you you oversleep or you get too or in the winter you just feel kind of blah and you feel tired not because you're not resting but because you're almost like resting too much that's what they would call chi stagnant so the energy in your body is stuck so they say that comes from if you're anxious it causes your energy to get trapped or if you're not practicing um healthy habits then your energy can get stuck or if you are not moving enough and you have all this energy in you that you want to burn and it gets stuck and then it gets stored in a spot that's how they kind of look at it so you want to find that balance between moving in a way that serves you and that's beneficial for you but not moving too much that it burns you out So for hygienists and for dental hygiene students, we basically need to maintain a good posture and to do so, we need good core stability. So why is because, like I said in my post this week, 92% of hygienists will suffer from repetitive strain injury at some point in their career. So that's only eight out of a hundred of us aren't. And we want to be those eight people. We want to, I mean, extend the stats so we're more than just the eight people. But we don't want to be suffering all day long with neck and back pain. That sucks. Um, In my earlier career, I had just terrible, terrible neck pain. And luckily, the office I worked at was attached to a massage therapist, which was amazing. And I would just go over on my lunch and get a massage. But every time I went... They would say things like, oh, you need to be stretching. You need to be doing, you know, this posture. You're you're starting to round in your shoulders, which is a nice way to say you're like getting a hump. 
um, I don't have a hump, don't worry, but they were saying, like, you're start like, because my posture was terrible, and I had zero core strength, core stability, because I was just kind of slumped over, because I wasn't really doing anything intentional to strengthen my back, my neck, my, um, abs, anything like that, so I would just, everything would just kind of collapse, and then I would be in pain all day, this office, um, I also, it was four 10-hour days, so by the end of the day, your neck is just, you're, if you're not doing anything to help outside of work, your neck, it's, there's no way you can do that long-term, um, you need to be moving for your mental health and for stress and anxiety, so we know that movement causes endorphins, it gives you yourself time, um, just for you, so we have such a busy day, and it's so hard to fit anything in for us, we're like, oh, self-care, self-care, but moving is a really good intentional way, that if you're like, oh, I didn't do anything, and if you're gonna end up scrolling in on the couch at the end of the day, and you're like, well, this is not self-care, if you can get 10 minutes of intentional movement into your day, it will make you feel a 10 better, and it will also make you feel appreciative that you did something for yourself today, so We know how beneficial it is for your mental health to move and to intentionally work out and the hormones that are released when you do so. So it's a huge thing for stress and anxiety. So if you're in school, if you're um, in your career, it just gives you a break and a breather and just to give yourself 10, 20, 30, however many minutes just to take care of you. So what kind of workouts do we want to be doing as hygienists and as dental hygiene students? So the best workouts we can do are things that are core strengthening, low intensity, and stress relieving. And you might think, why low intensity? Like, why can't I do those high interval intensity training workouts? Or why shouldn't I do, um, like I'm training for a marathon or why, why not that? But you can, if it works for you, then that's great. This is just from my experience and just through learning over the years why I don't recommend doing that, especially for a long term, um, and why I'm so pro low intensity. So high intensity workouts, they cause a surge of cortisol, which we know is a stress hormone. And at the beginning, it's great because it floods, a cortisol floods your prefrontal cortex with um, endorphins, you know, and dopamine, you know, when you start working out or say you're like in that first kilometer of running and you feel like you're on fire, you feel like you're so good. But prolonged cortisol isn't good for the body. And um, it can have negative effects too. So if you're constantly putting your body into stress, that's not great. Um, so you want to find that healthy balance if that's something that you're in, in should do it. Another reason why I am not recommending doing like a huge, crazy, um, workout plan or like getting a personal trainer right now especially if you're in school if you want to get a personal trainer and you find that works for you that's great this is just from my experience and what I've learned about consistency and moving forward myself is that if you jump into say okay this is what I used to do so we, when we try to make changes and we try to implement habits, we want to go full tilt, at least I do. So when I was in school and before, really in 
like I really started to change the way I looked at moving and eating and self-care and wellness in the last I'd say four years but before that I was doing everything for the wrong reasons so I wanted like I said in the last couple of episodes I just wanted so badly to be thin and um so I would get frustrated with my body and I would just all of a sudden be like okay I'm going to I found like a workout program on Pinterest or on like some platform that you have like a subscription to and then all these workouts come up or I'd be like I'm going to train for a marathon just like really um all or nothing thinking and what would happen is I would get frustrated and then I would sign up for them and then the first couple weeks would be great I would be motivated and I'd be like yes I would even like lose a couple pounds and I would like see my body like feeling a little tighter and I would feel like okay I'm doing this like I'm going to be one of those people like the before and after picture but I kind of forgot that I had so much else on my plate like I was also if when I was in school I was in school and then I was studying and then I had a part-time job and then I was trying to like connect with offices to like get a job after and then I was worried about board exam prep and then when I was working then I was just my mind was trying to digest all the things about being in a new office and being a new grad and then once I was like someone established as a new grad then I was wanting to get better and better at offices so my brain was still like digesting the best ways to be successful at work so then by the time it came to my workout it was another big task it was another big to do and if I didn't do it first thing in the morning I was exhausted and I didn't something would come up so say I would sleep in because I was so tired from all the other things that I was doing and my brain was just fried from trying to keep up with everything I was trying to go full tilt and everything um and I was so tired so I would if I wouldn't do it first thing in the morning which is was my plan say I'd sleep in then I'd be like okay no problem I'll just do it after work and then by the time the end of the day came I would like I was just forcing myself to do it because I was like no you said you were going to do this like you have to do this so then after work would come and then I would it was like super intimidating to have to then do like a half an hour, 45 minute intense workout or go to the gym when I just want to go home. Um, so then I would, I would do that for a little while and be like, okay, I'll just do it after work. And then something would come up, I'd get sick or I, of course I would get sick because I was stressed. I mean, I'm sick right now, but my kids are also sick, but, um, I would get stressed and then I would miss a couple workouts and I'd be like, that's okay. I'll just go on my rest day. Like I'll just move my rest day to today and then I'll go on my rest day. And then, oh, it happened again. And I'm like, oh shit, now I have two rest days that I have to like make up for. So next week's rest day, this week's rest day, I have to work out because there's two days in a row. And then something else would happen. And then, oh, I missed it again. I slept in or I wasn't, I just couldn't do it by the end of the day. And then, you know, what happened was, I felt awful about myself. I was like, what's wrong with me? Why can't I keep to these commitments? I just got behind and now I'm a failure. I'm not going to be that before and after photo. Like I'm going to go eat this large pizza instead because I feel like shameful that I can't keep up with these workouts. I have no willpower and this sucks. And then I would look at the whole process as a negative thing instead of like something that should be empowering and making you feel good 
So of course it wouldn't work. Like, of course I would have to start all over. I would go and start eating poor foods again. And I would just gain like those three pounds that I lost. I would just gain them back because it wasn't, I wasn't coming from a place of doing it to nourish my body and doing it in little pockets of time throughout the day that felt good. I was forcing myself to do something that I didn't want. First of all, I didn't want to be doing because I hated the workouts. I didn't want to be doing it because I was tired and I wasn't doing it because I wanted to feel good or I wanted good posture. I want, I was doing it because I wanted to be thin. So if you're doing workouts for those reasons and if it's coming from a place of you have to um it's another chore it's not going to get done we already have so many things we don't like once we get home then we're doing things we don't want to do like I don't want to empty the dishwasher but I mean you have to do it because it's a chore so why are you doing something that's supposed to be a form of self-care as a chore so how do we fix this so now I've really done a 180 again past four or five years I have not stepped foot in a gym I have not turned on a single um like work I haven't done like a subscription to some workout program thing that's supposed to make you really thin I don't I haven't gone back to spin class nothing because I don't want to and I don't like it and somehow I not that it matters and I want to really drive this home that it does you should not be coming from a place of how you look or the number on the scale but without trying and because I'm doing things that I enjoy slowly over time somehow I'm I would say 30 pounds lighter than the girl that I just talked about that was forcing herself to go to the gym and I'm not doing I really don't feel like I'm doing anything to try and do that I still am eating things I love every day and I'm still relaxing I'm not I haven't once forced myself to do a workout and it's because I'm doing my body is saying thank you for nurturing itself and for doing things properly Uh, my posture is a lot better I don't have back neck sorry back or neck pain when I'm at work anymore Um, I feel I have so much more energy and I feel mentally uh, so much stronger and it's because I'm doing things that serve me and not things that are putting me in that shameful, negative, almost chore-like habit that I used to be doing. So how do we fix this? How do we get to now? So pick something that you enjoy doing. And I, like I said, I actually hate going to the gym. I hate finding parking. I hate driving there. I hate paying $50 a month for what? Um, I hate remembering my stupid lock and then I'm remembering my combination. I hate waiting for the equipment and then for some person to tell me that I didn't pick it up right before I'm even like working out. I'm like, okay. Um, I hate all of it. I don't, I like listen, I feel like I have to listen to like pump up music um when I'm at the gym because that's what everyone else is doing and like because you have to like I don't know you have to like be in that zone and I hate I don't really honestly don't really like music I'd rather listen to like a podcast or an audiobook so it, it just doesn't work so okay going to the gym for me does not work so pick something you like next there's I want you keep your mind open for this part I want you to do something that is called a gong so for me, I like walking and I like yoga. I can do it. Neither of them feel like a chore. Like I'm looking 
in my day. Okay, when can I do this in my day? Because it's going to make me feel better. Not physically. I'm not. It has nothing to do with how I look. If I if someone told me, oh, yoga and walking has zero effect on, you know, the way your body looks, I'd be like, oh, that's okay. I don't care. It's for, like, my sanity and it's for, it makes me feel good. So I picked those two things. Next thing to do is called a gong. So again, we're going back to the Eastern culture. So what they would do, a gong is in the Eastern culture, they would pick something, a habit. So you're going to pick just any type of habit, but for the sake of this podcast, we're going to do movement. So you're going to pick some kind of movement that you like. Okay. So this could, this could just be walking. Like you don't have to pick, don't pick like something crazy. Don't pick Iron Man training. Pick something super simple that you enjoy. Do you like going to Pilates? Do you like yoga? Do you like walking? Do you like lifting weights? I I, I don't mind lifting weights, like, but I'm not going to do it with some guy yelling at me on the TV for an hour a day. Like, I, I'll do it for 10 minutes a day and pick the workouts I want to do. Um, so pick something that you like. The gong is for 100 days. You're going to do it every single day. And if you miss a day, you have to start over and you're going to say, well, well, that's silly. Cause like, don't we need a rest day? But not if you're doing it in a nurturing way and not, if you're not doing it super intensely, like going for a walk, you don't need a rest day from going for a walk or like yoga. I mean, your body might be tight and your hamstrings one day, but you're going to be okay if you do 10 minutes of yoga every day. So you're going to pick an activity or pick some form of movement up until maybe two years ago, it was always walking for me and now it's switched to yoga, but you're going to do it every single day. And what this does, why we're going to do it is that you're going to show yourself that you can commit to something. So like the gym story, I was so down and beating myself up so much that I couldn't commit to caring for myself that it just created this negative spiral so you want to show yourself that hey listen I'm going to show up for you 10 minutes 5 minutes 20 minutes whatever you're going to do every single day I'm going to show up for you and I'm going to do this one very small thing that's going to care for you so that's a huge thing you're putting in your time for yourself and there's no excuse to get out of it. So like my gym story, sir, by the end of the day, I was like, that is so overwhelming to think I have to go do this like huge gym class or have to drive to the gym and I just want to go home. This is, there's no excuse. It's just, you're going to pick something that you can just do while you're at home, while you're at school. I mean, don't do yoga in the middle of home. Well, you could if you want, but you're going to pick something super simple that it's, you can do it literally when you wake up. You don't even have to put a sports bra on. Um... You can just go and you're, you have no excuse. So it's going to just snowball into those healthy habits. Healthy habits become addicting. Um, there's a book called the happiness effect and they talk about how, how healthy habits actually become addicting. And the more you do and the more consistent you are, the more habit, healthy habits that you will do. So if you start with this one small thing, 10 minutes, every single day, do this gong, pick your workout and I'm not saying to do the ones I do just pick what works for you 10 minutes every single day then you're going to show yourself that you're you can commit to yourself you're caring for yourself and that this one positive healthy habit that you can do every day will snowball into several other healthy habits so I already talked about why 
I like yoga now. Um, honestly, I do it as soon as I wake up. So I wake up 20 minutes before I would otherwise wake up. And um, I, I just have this one on YouTube. If you want to do yoga, there's like a million on YouTube. But um, I don't even have to put a sports bra on. I just stay in my PJs. I go downstairs. I don't even get on my yoga mat because I have an area rug in my living room. And I just do... I mean, it varies in the time, but anywhere from 10 minutes to half an hour of yoga. And then I go shower and I get ready for my day. And it's not even, I didn't have to go anywhere. I didn't have to pack anything. I mean, I'm doing it in the living room, which is next to my kitchen. So if I want water, it's right there. Like, it's so easy to do that there's no way that I can't do it. So that's what works for me. And then walking. I mean, now I have kids, so it's easy to get outside every single day because they go crazy if they're not outside every day but before that I would just tell myself okay you're gonna go for a walk every day and then and that that was like a commitment I'm like it doesn't matter if it's five minutes to the mailbox or whatever you're gonna go for a walk every day so an easy way to do this is if you have a lunch break and you have co-workers that have lunch break with you if you're done eating you would always suggest going for a walk if you're not eating at the same time I know some people do staggered lunches you could just go by yourself and listen to a podcast or an audiobook I mean the vitamin d benefits are huge um we found in the last couple of years with everything going on as far as immunity vitamin d is like essential um being in nature has been shown to reduce stress and anxiety there was a study um in this one book it's called the stress-proof brain but she talks about how uh they did a study on college students and even looking at pictures of nature significantly induced their anxiety levels so to be outside once a day and to just surround yourself with that will be a huge thing for your mental health um you can listen to a podcast or an audiobook like i said with the gym story i hate um well, I hate listening to music, but I don't enjoy it. I'd rather listen to a book or a podcast. And so you can do that and you feel like you're learning something or you're getting in that time that you wouldn't otherwise have if you're just sitting in the office. Um, or you can connect with someone. Like if you want to go with your coworkers, you can do that. Or if you want to go by yourself and you want to call your friend or your mom or, you know, your boyfriend or your husband or whatever, then you can do that too. Walking has so many um, beneficial things outside of the movement piece that it's you can't go wrong with it you don't really need any equipment either I mean if you have your shoes you're fine we're not like 80 we don't need our like orthopedic sneakers um whatever shoes you're wearing should be fine um and then you can also digest your thoughts like there's a lot going on in the day just like food we have to digest our thoughts so it gives you just time to think and breathe and you'll come back feeling a million times better that chi that I was talking about at the beginning your chi will be flowing, um, it won't be stuck anymore, and then it'll be easier to continue with your day. But you want to find, like I said, you want to find what works for you. That's what works for me, um, going for like a short walk at some point in the day, either in the morning or after lunch or after dinner. Uh, that's what works for me, and then doing the intentional yoga as soon as I wake up. Find what works for you. Um, don't do anything that's going to cause yourself to get injured or that's going to feel like a chore or that you don't like doing. Don't do stuff that you hate. You're not going to be able to stick with it consistency consistently. You're going to be exhausted and it's just not going to add to your overall wellness. So 
the key, like I said, is to just do anything consistently. Consistently, You're showing yourself that you can put in time for yourself outside of all your other demands that you have to do. Oh, there goes the baby monitor. I'm going to have to cut this short. Um, you'll not only help your career as a hygienist, but your mental and physical wellness will thank you too. Thank you again for tuning in. I'm so excited to be chatting with you guys. Um, this is the first of five pillars of stress management and how to improve our overall wellness as dental hygiene students and RDHs. Next week is going to be um, start on Monday and we'll start talking about the second pillar. So I'm excited to see you guys on Instagram reading along for that and then next week podcast episode as well. So thank you so much. If you ever have any questions, feel free to DM me on Instagram. Otherwise, I will chat with you guys next week. Okay, bye.